Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. Recently, I came across this article by Michael Burry. If you don't know who that is, he's one of the main guys in the big short who predicted the housing crash of 2008. And from what I read in this article, he believes that there is an index ETF bubble and it will be popping relatively soon given a couple of years. In this episode, I want to explain to you exactly how ETFs work and why he believes this is the case and whether or not you should continue to invest passively in these overall market indexes. Let's get into it. Now to start off, I wanna to explain to you exactly how the index works, because it doesn't matter whether it's a mutual fund that's open-end or closed-end or an ETF, if it's connected to an index, this is how it works. In this example, I'm gonna be referring to it inside an ETF, just because those are the most common indexes out there. This ETF will buy up all the securities in their index. It could be real estate, the S&P 500, the top 100 tech companies, whatever it's indexing, this is what, how it works. The ETF itself buys a bunch of equity in whatever it's indexing. And then that ETF will issue shares to be sold on the secondary market. Now in my last video, I explained to you that the primary market was the market that usually big time investors and hedge funds invest in. People like Warren Buffett doing private investment placements in other companies and that the secondary market was the over-the-counter market on the exchanges that everyone knows about. In this example, I want you to understand that the primary market is the stocks themselves, while the secondary market is the index that's investing in those stocks. Now, where a lot of people get confused is that these shares don't actually represent the holdings that they have. They represent the equity holdings that that ETF has. So the ETF could have more money or be worth more than the actual investments or real estate, whatever it is that they're actually investing in. So whenever you're buying a share of an ETF, just remember that you're buying an equity of that company. The ETF is actually a company. You're buying an equity holding of that company and that company is investing in this particular index. So that's how the ETF works. The ETF buys an equity holding of whatever it is they're indexing and issues shares out to you, the investor. Now for the broad majority, people are investing in these ETFs as a passive investment, just every month, every week, whatever it is, plugging money into these ETFs as a passive way to invest in a large overall market because they're indexing a large overall market. Now, the only problem with this is that passive investing like this removes price discovery from the market. The indexes used by these ETFs and mutual funds don't require the same fundamental analysis for true price discovery. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what is price discovery? Now, price discovery is the act of setting an appropriate spot price, the price in which you're going to buy or sell a particular stock. Now the fundamentals say that in order to come up with your own spot price, you're supposed to look at the fundamentals of the business. Financials itself, it's supply and demand, the investor risk attitude, even the economic and political factors involved with that business. Taking all these things in mind, an experienced investor can come up with an appropriate valuation for the particular price of that stock and decide whether or not the current actual price for that stock is either overvalued or undervalued and whether they should buy or sell this particular stock. Now, that's how an experienced investor invests. But these indexes don't care about that whatsoever because their only job is to buy in accordance of the holdings of their index, regardless of whatever the actual stock price in these companies is. 
Now, the first two characters I want to introduce you to is Warren Buffett and Vanguard. Now, Buffett is an extremely experienced investor who knows the fundamentals and can accurately predict which stocks will go up and which companies are worth his time investing in that will turn a profit. The other character is Vanguard, who doesn't care about the fundamentals at all. Their only job is to invest in a wide range of companies because that is what matches their index that they're going for. Now, because these ETF managers like Vanguard are buying regardless of whatever the price is, it's forcing the price of each individual stock to go up more and more. This forces fundamental investors like Warren Buffett out of the market because he sees that these stock prices are just way too high and there's no real value in it. So he doesn't want to risk his money and he stays away. Now, because of these ETF managers creating so much artificial demand, the prices of all these underlying stocks they're investing in double. Now, the rookie investor who doesn't understand the fundamentals as well as Warren Buffett sees all these prices going up and is under the assumption that they're going up based on the fundamentals. So they buy into the market right now as all the prices are going up. Thus, they're buying into the bubble that the ETF managers are creating. Now, I want to clarify something. The rookie investor I talked about earlier didn't invest in those index funds. That is a separate section of investors. The rookie investor invested directly into the same stocks that this index fund is investing in. So instead of this rookie investor investing in the ETF index fund of Apple, Google, and Amazon, they're actually buying stocks of Apple, Google, and Amazon themselves. Now remember, this ETF bubble we're talking about isn't just for companies traded on the market. This is for any index. It could be real estate, commodities, pretty much anything out there right now that has an index is beginning to show signs of this same bubble. So the rookie investor invested their money in these top five companies that the ETF was also investing in. But the problem is because the rookie investor doesn't understand the fundamentals, they didn't know that they were buying into a bubble and the bubble was created by the ETF managers themselves flooding the stock market with all this money. Now, it's not just the ETF managers we've seen recently flooding the market full of money. Can you think of any other entity that's been flooding the market full of money right now? The bottom line though is that the prices of the market right now no longer reflect the fundamentals. They only reflect the liquidity of these ETFs. And this leads me to my next point. What happens when there is no more liquidity? Liquidity issues arise when the volume of underlying assets traded in these ETFs go down. So what do I mean by that? If this index fund is investing in Apple, Google, and Amazon, and the actual volume traded amount of Apple, Google, and Amazon go down, then the liquidity in that particular ETF goes down with it. I want you to imagine a building and this building to be completely full of people. We're talking people side by side, front to back. There is no room for anything else. A giant overfilled building. And this building only has one set of doors. In the event of a fire or some other emergency, those doors are going to be completely clogged with everyone at the exact same time trying to run out of the building. This is the liquidity issue that I'm talking to you about. The building is the index fund or this ETF and all the other recreational investors investing in this indexed fund are the people in the building. The problem is the doors are not big enough for everyone to evacuate when they need to. Now the question is who or what is this door of the building? The door of this imaginary building I'm talking about are the market makers. 
Now, a market maker is a person or a company that buys and sells in each of the market. They'll either buy or sell in the primary market and buy or sell in the secondary market. And they do this almost at the exact same time in order to collect the profit on the spread. So what do I mean by that? Well, because there are price discrepancies between the primary and secondary markets, the market maker's job is to try and get these prices to be as close together as possible. If a market maker notices that the primary market's price is going down while the secondary market's price is going up, then what they'll do is sell the portion of equity that they'll have in the secondary market to drive that price down, while in turn, they'll use that equity and immediately buy in the primary market, thus driving that price up. That way they reach a borderline price more closely related to each other. Now, because of these price differences and the fluctuation in each side of this market, the market makers make their profit on the spread of buying and selling, whether it's from primary to secondary or secondary to primary. Now, the whole purpose behind a market maker is to increase liquidity in whatever stock or company that people are investing in, as well as to keep the price between the primary and secondary roughly about the same. And as confusing as a job as it sounds like market makers have, they provide a great service to you, the investor. Because when a group of investors on the secondary market all decide to sell one particular stock or ETF, the market makers are there to buy and then they'll sell on the primary market. And vice versa, when a bunch of people want to buy a particular company, the market makers are there eagerly willing to sell it to them. If the market makers weren't there, you would have all of the retail investors trying to buy individual stocks from all the big name hedge funds and big name investors like Warren Buffett. It's the market makers themselves that make investing possible for the little guys. And like I said, increase liquidity in those stocks too. But what happens when the market maker goes away? This is that liquidity trap that we've been talking about. So let's just say that a lot of people are panic selling like we saw in 2008 and then again the last year when all the markets just came crumbling down. You have people investing directly into these companies that are also panic selling. So the price of these companies on the primary side of this market is going down due to these investors selling and closing their positions. Then you also have people in the index fund itself closing their positions as well. So if I'm the market maker and I see that the price on my right is going down and the price on my left is going down and there's no potential profit in a spread, I'm going to step away just like Warren Buffett did months ago when the ETFs were inflating the price. I'm going to step away because there is no possible way for me, the market maker, to profit when each side of the coin is going down. So because the market maker has stepped away, the only way people are allowed to close out their positions is to rely on other people hoping to buy in as the market's going down. This lowers the amount of available liquidity in each side of the market and lowers the chances of you being able to get out in time, thus forcing you to take all the losses in the event of a downturn market. This is what happens when the bubble pops. The ETFs are inflating the individual stock prices so much that retail fundamental investors do not want to invest in them anymore. And when some sort of economic or political event happens that drives these prices down, the last people to know about it are the ones investing in the ETF themselves. Because if I own stock individually in all these companies, I'll be able to pick and choose which ones to get out of sooner rather than later versus the people that are passively investing in this index fund won't know until it is way too late and the liquidity trap has already been set and snared. 
This is why people like Michael Burry believe there is an index bubble because the index funds are inflating the price of the regular stocks so much that it makes actual fundamental investors not want to get into the market. So as the bubble is expanding, more and more fundamental investors are getting out of the primary market and selling off their assets, collecting their profit, meaning the equity holdings of these companies are going to the ETFs more and more and more, thus inflating this bubble. And the problem is when these ETFs and indexes hold the majority of stake in these different stocks and companies, the volume traded on the primary side of the market goes down because there's no longer any fundamental investors investing directly into these companies. Because the volume in the primary side of things goes down, this forces the bubble to pop. The, the prices on the primary side go down because there's no investors investing in them. And because the prices on the secondary side of the market are made to reflect the prices on the primary side, the prices on the secondary side go down as well. This forces the market maker to step back and the liquidity of everything goes down, thus making the people left in this building suffer the consequences. But obviously the fundamental experienced investors still wanna make money. They don't wanna just sit out of the game and wait. So what do they do? They turn to derivatives. And in my next video, I'm gonna to explain to you how the derivatives tie into this bubble and how and why we should also be worried about these derivatives. I hope you got value from this video. If you did, please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps YouTube algorithm. I also have a dedicated Instagram and Facebook account. So if you ever had a question, comment, or just wanted something addressed, feel free to reach out to me there. I don't post too often, but I'm on there pretty much every day. So it's a lot more likely I'll see that message or that comment before I see the comments here. Either way though, the choice is yours and I'll see you in the next episode.